0: Today, this is exciting. We're talking about the future of e-commerce, and man, this conversation just—it eh, was really interesting. Uh, we explored the metaverse, and uh, that's where it got really interesting, talking about what's possible there. But joining us today is Eric Martindale, the CEO of Elite Commerce Group, uh, and he had some—he had a lot of interesting insights, Chris.
1: Yeah, I mean, it feels like it was a pre-internet type of conversation, like, Yeah things are happening that we're not aware of and we're kind of missing the boat if we don't join the party. Right. So oh,
0: exactly. I don't and know.
1: I don't know. It's, it's going to be crazy to see what happens here.
0: It It, it is. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel like, you know, you and I, we started our Amazon journey, you know, back in 2014. I feel like at that point, you know, fortunately for us, we were ahead of the curve on on e-commerce and it, it feels like this is a another big shift, you know, whether there's social commerce and now the metaverse and, My kids are on their Oculus all day long and finding somehow finding products and coming to me and being like, and I'm like, where in the heck did you learn about this? And it was in the metaverse. Uh, So there's all kinds of interesting uh, things coming around the corner for sure. So let's uh, go ahead and jump into our conversation with Eric. What's up, everyone? And welcome to episode 208 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo. And today we're going to look into the future. This is going to be a lot of fun, uh, a really fun conversation. Excited to hear uh, what he has to say. But we're talking about the future of e commerce. And joining us, we got a great guest today Eric Martindale, the CEO of Elite Commerce Group. How are you, Eric?
2: I'm well. How are you?
0: We are good. We're excited to talk about this. This is uh this is fun. I mean, we typically we you know on a day-to-day basis, we're talking about the ins and outs of selling on Amazon and tactics and strategies to do better. I mean, we expand into you know your D2C site and other things, but you know, looking to the future of of what e-commerce looks like, we you know, we've talked a lot about like social e-commerce. I mean, there's so many new things that are that are coming out, opportunities to get in front of your customers. So we're we're really excited to dive in and just explore this topic a little bit with you. But uh before we before we jump into all that, uh we'd love to just give you the floor for a minute, talk about you know your past, how you got into this space and, and what you're doing now
2: with Elite Commerce Group. So take it away, Eric, you got the floor for a little while. Oh boy. All right. Uh short version, uh I am so I, I founded Elite Commerce Group. We'll kind of go um you know recent history and then I'll, I'll just give you a quick snapshot of, of what got uh, me or us here, uh, but we are a full spectrum marketplace management agency. Uh, I usually don't say Amazon management agency because although that is the you know that nine hundred pound gorilla, um, there's a lot of other stuff going on. So uh, we haven't had a brand yet where we haven't been able to to grow them uh, considerably on Amazon, but there's 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 other stuff out there. So. Uh, right now, I think we represent brands or are selling ourselves on seventeen marketplaces. So um, we we do everything we can uh, for for our brands. Um, we have, I guess, in terms of size, we're twenty three strong um, uh, as of right now. We have a team here in the U.S., just north of Philadelphia. A team in India. A team in the Philippines, and uh, growing growing pretty quickly at this point. It's interesting. Go ahead. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. what got me here is uh, just a, an evolution of life. Um, I, I most of my adult life was spent in the Marine Corps. Um, mm. I did. I went in a little worked a couple of years after high school, went into the Marine Corps um, in, in college, actually took some time off, went back to college, was in the reserves, then went active duty and uh, went 20 years my last tour of duty was really bizarre. Um, I I taught military science at the University of Pennsylvania. So very, very um, rare opportunity. And I spent my last four years there, actually. So during that time, I knew I didn't want to take orders anymore. So I just started messing around with some things. I knew I wanted to be in um, in trading somehow. So um, Long story short, I ended up with a contract, uh, an import contract, and I had to move a certain amount of product, couldn't, uh, was struggling a little bit, so I turned to Amazon, uh, turned some ads on, and I think that was 2011, turned some ads on, figured it out, and it's just been, again, it's been an evolution since, since that time.
0: It's uh, it is amazing. Everyone comes at this space, you know, from a different angle. Um, you know, it, it, we hear all kinds of stories. You know, there's people that are doing some side hustle flipping and they all of a sudden realize the power of Amazon. You've got, uh, you know, retail model brands that have been in existence for 100 years and, you know, purchase orders is what they know. Uh, and then they realize that all their customers and their products are on amazon and they need to get in front of them and represent their brand there and then you it, it's just when you see that when you when you send something in you turn on ads and all of a sudden you're seeing your stuff being sold everywhere um you start to realize oh okay yeah. th- there's a lot of power here and then you start realizing oh i'm not constrained to just the united states i'm not constrained to just amazon uh you can go to walmart target you said you 17 marketplaces. I'd be curious to see, like, what are, what are some of the other than like Amazon, like worldwide marketplaces and the big dogs like Walmart and Target? What, what other marketplaces are you seeing some traction on?
2: That's a great question. Um, so there is, we, some of those are international Amazon marketplaces. Um, and I think there are, we're on five right now. So if you take that number, I, I think it's 17. Um, Somewhere around there. But uh, the rest of them, some of them are Miracle uh, powered. Are are you guys familiar with Miracle? Mm -mm. Uh, Miracle is a um, for, I guess, to make it plain, it is they build marketplaces. So. Um, there is an explosion right now in marketplaces, and you know if, we're already kind of getting into the future of of ecom with yeah. with this topic. But um, when you look at Home Depot, Home Depot is one of them. It's a it's a semi closed marketplace, so or semi open depending on how you look at it. You can't just start an account and and sell, but you can get approved if you know if you have a good catalog that's a good fit. Um, uh, Belk is another one. Um, Macy's is about to launch a marketplace. So when you, at first, it can be a little bit. Um, you can hit some walls in trying to figure out what those marketplaces are, but once you start to operate in that world, they you just start kind of finding the rabbit trails. And and I think you know this time, two years from now, pretty much every major re- retailer is going to have a marketplace. So um, you can you can almost pick one right now. Best Buy has a marketplace. Um, just about every. Uh, i don't you guys are in the midwest what's your grocery store chains out there yeah price
0: chopper hy-vee um those
2: are sort of the main ones the biggest ones yeah okay so i don't know (laughs) i don't know about those i thought i was gonna kind of whiz bang you with some some uh, insider info but um, (laughs) there's some grocery chains like kroger and food lion and um giant they they've all got marketplaces so there's there's a lot out there. And I, I would almost say if you're trying to find a marketplace, find a retailer first. And there's a good chance they have a marketplace. It might be semi-closed. Um, but there's a good chance they have one or they have one in the works.
0: Yeah, you said this is touching on sort of the future of, of e-comm. And it's going to be really interesting. I mean, obviously, everybody's watching. They're seeing what Amazon did, where as soon as you turn it over to a, a, a 3P marketplace, I mean, it can explode. You don't have to own the inventory. Uh, you're just a marketplace. You're that vehicle for driving sales and all these all these places that, you know, their prime business is obviously brick and mortar and now they're able to expand and expand into a marketplace. It'll be interesting to see how they, if there's a big like merger and acquisition play going down, how Amazon's gonna respond to that, how Walmart will respond, will respond to them. I think there's gonna be, it's gonna be fascinating to
2: watch that play out. I, I agree. And, you know, I I think that the magic with these marketplaces is is in how curated they can be. Um, and I, I can kind of give you a just a personal anecdotal example. Back in December, I, you know, I, I was shopping for a certain type of coat and I started on Amazon and I just could not wade through the, I don't want to say nonsense, but there was so much stuff there that I didn't want mm-hmm. that I ended up buying it um off you know on a on a, a brand website because i i knew i was going to i wasn't going to get mired in that f- search for three hours and not find anything so i think that's what um that's what they have to offer and you know amazon's getting bigger there's more stuff there it's harder to find stuff you know as sellers we we learn how to you know kind of cheat the search and you know these other marketplaces are are highly curated and you know, you can walk in, get what the experience you want, the product you want and, and walk out.
0: Yeah. You see a lot of um, similar things going on with like social commerce, where you have content creators who are doing this curation for you. And you've got these followers who are following them and they're bring presented the the products that are cool and hip for this content creator. Uh, And it's sort of a similar thing. It's like, how can you, you know, does is a marketplace helping like build a tribe and presenting exactly what they need and that's mm. that can be super attractive you know because it you know amazon is a jungle you know it's yeah, if you're uh, if you're looking, i always you know if you're looking for a jump rope it's a great place to go uh yeah, but if you're looking yeah. for uh you know clothing or something like that where you're looking you know insights from a designer or a good look or something like that mm-hmm. that's where curation can, can come into play which opens up a lot of opportunities to brands yep. uh I, we we talk about this all the time you know yes does 90 plus percent of our business come from amazon at the moment right. yes uh but it, that's also 90 percent of the risk is sitting there i mean if that if something happens mm-hmm. you get suspended or shut down or whatever lose that or delist there's a million things that could happen um you you want to have some sort of diversification in play um, it's, it's interesting. So, so a, what, what is, a like an ideal client? What position are they in when they come to you? Are they some, are they a established brand, but they haven't explored all the channels? Are they new? Are they growing? What, what's the best fit that what were you working with mostly?
2: We usually say one to 10 million and some brick and mortar presence. Um, and you know, what we, we're not, we're not the, the cheapest agency out there. We're not, uh, I almost, I almost listed uh, <laughs> another agency, but we're not the most expensive. Uh, but we're not, you know, if you're, if you're just starting out, we're probably not the right fit unless you, you know, you have a, a bunch of money you want to pour into the brand. So we usually find one to 10 million in total revenue is probably a good, uh, a good place for us. We're, we're not the right fit for Nike. You know, mm-hmm. they, they're, they're, that's too much for us, but We the reason we look for brick and mortar um, distribution is because generally a brand at that point has an established supply chain. They've figured out the capital riddle, um, as as you two know um, very well. I'm sure that capital is a tough game. You know, it's it's almost like a cliff that you step off of. And uh, we find that if if you're in brick and mortar, you you have a lot of that figured out. But we we've we have worked and do work now with brands that are purely D to C uh, or B to C's. sorry. Um, and they just that's their play. So uh, and they've certainly got capital and, and supply chain figured out. But, but generally one one to ten. And and then when
0: when they come on, what what are some of the like first things that that you're looking for in terms of new opportunities for these brands?
2: we i i'd lie to you if i didn't say that we didn't look first to amazon we we've never and and again you you guys are going to know this very well you can look at a brand who's where if amazon is not their primary focus in life there's a lot of efficiency that you can gain for them right away uh after that it is uh, launching them on a number of marketplaces if they're not on walmart we you know we get all so far, every brand we've um, tried to put on walmart.com has been approved. Um, we ha- will, from walmart.com, if they're already on there or if we get them approved there, we'll just start, just start listing them out of marketplaces. And we'll, we'll generally do an integration. Um, if we can sync inventory, great. Uh, if we can't, at least we want to do some kind of integration to, to communicate orders to them so basically they're not they're not having to check 14 marketplaces every single day Um, we we generally have a format that goes out via email and you know if they have 11 orders or 100 orders or three orders you know it's it's all in that order they they pack it they ship it they send the the tracking back to us so that's those are generally the two um, avenues we we try to to drive down
0: it, just, I got one more question on this topic before we dive into the, the future of e-commerce. Uh, but for for a brand that you've been working with for a while, that's established on multiple marketplaces, you know, everything's optimized. You're 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 getting the best out of all those different marketplaces. What do you? What's the mix? What like what percentage is Amazon? What percentage are are other marketplaces? Is it product dependent or is it
2: across the board? Kind of similar mix. Uh, I I think it's product dependent and it's brand dependent. Um, And if if I'm just completely, you know, forthright with you guys, sometimes with a brand, we don't get any traction. You know, like if if it's an Amazon specific brand, they're they're not going to automatically pick up a bunch of sales on, you know, Macy's. So. Now they might, but if they've been around for a long time and, you know, customers are seeing them on the shelf at their local grocery store or target or, um, or whatever, then those, those brands tend to do well. They'll, they'll pick up sales organically. We don't run any ads on any other marketplaces besides Walmart and, and Amazon. So it is, it is widely different, but to come, come back to your question, we're, we're really talking about, um, if you separate Walmart out of that, Walmart's a different, different ball game, as you know, um, we're talking about another um, 3%, maybe something like that. So it's not, it's not like they're going to double the, re- the revenue, but you're, all of those sales are profitable, you know, if, if they're priced right, because you're not running any ads, there's very little competition. There are very, very, very few sellers on, on some of these marketplaces. So um, they're nice little channels, is what they are. If we can consolidate the orders from them, you know, in in, a, in a, an efficient way, then they're nice little channels. So
1: Walmart's been getting a lot of buzz in the in the Amazon space. It's like as a new marketplace to to entertain. Um, a lot of people are comparing it to like Amazon 2012, 2013. Are you seeing that same comparison?
2: Sometimes yes. And sometimes no. Um, it's Walmart is tough because they, you know, Walmart will, will sell and ship to a customer so often at such a low price point. Uh, and we did the math with one of our brands and we, we found out that Walmart was losing money on every sale. 100%. No, there's no, like a significant amount, um, so i'm not sure i'm not sure why walmart does that i guess they're either they're picking loss leaders and it, it can be hard depending on the item so if you have like um let's say it's ketchup you can sell ketchup on amazon for 6.99 a, a bottle you, it's going to be harder to sell on walmart for 6.99 a bottle because you can buy one for 99 cents and, and walmart somehow will ship that to you so it just depends on the on the item we've we've had some brands just blow up and then some of them are getting very few sales it just just seems to depend
0: yeah that is an interesting point you make you see that all the time with low price i mean everything that's low priced grocery items on amazon they're extremely expensive I mean, it's, it's bizarre. I mean, I mean, but, uh, but it makes sense. I mean, if they're all th- third-party seller, you, there is a minimum price you can possibly go to mm-hmm. and have it make a profit. Um, and I mean, I yeah, might, my, my guess, I will, I think about this all the time. My guess is, is they're, they're being ordered by people that just don't have access to a store. Maybe they live in a farm and they're 70 miles away from the nearest Walmart. And yeah. it makes sense to buy a bottle of ketchup for $7. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: it doesn't, Go ahead. You know, I guess back to, uh, that kind of uh, kinds of kind of brings you back to to your in, initial question, Chris. There, I think there's a different shopper on Walmart. Uh, I think it's a value shopper, whereas Amazon. I mean, you can go on Amazon and buy a Rolex. Literally, you can buy you you can have your pick of of Rolexes. You got 25 grand, you buy yourself a Rolex on Amazon, and you might have those on Walmart. I don't know, but it's a different shopper. So if you're selling value items, you're, you might, and you can, you can sell at a very low price point at Walmart. I think you have a good shot at doing well. If you're selling really high end premium items, it might be a little bit different depending on the item. So, uh, and that's just an example, but I, I think all in all, it's a different, it's a different shopper.
1: You talked about um, Miracle, cause I'm, I'm going to hate myself. I don't ask this question. I've never heard of it. I don't, and I'm not familiar with what it is. I'm on their site now, kind of still confused on what it is. Uh, what is, what is Miracle? Like, what do you do? Like if I wanted to sell on this marketplace, first of all, am I able to, or, you know, do I have to have certain metrics or where's the product go? What marketplace is it going to kind of, kind of confused on what it actually is.
2: Yeah. I didn't explain that very well. It is a, um, I'm going to call it a marketplace. Um, it, it is a, um well for for you as a seller it's an aggregator it's not really since we're all using that word in this space um that's not how they make their money but for you you would they they basically will power marketplaces they they'll they'll help their clients are the um the best buys and you know those retailers that want marketplaces and that's how they they make their money as a seller because miracle has built all those they have a certain framework so you can apply um, to be a miracle seller you're not automatically approved like you would be on ebay or you know to some extent ebay or uh, amazon but it's not terribly difficult um so once you get in there because miracle has built whatever it is right now 200 marketplaces you can literally go through their list and start clicking on and applying anybody in the miracle um, yeah, ecosystem. You can just, you know, send a message to their marketplace and say, "I like to sell. I like to sell. I like to sell." Um, and they don't all say yes, but um, you know, they want to. See, a lot of times, they want to see your catalog or uh, they'll look at your Amazon store. But um, it's it's a good place to start if you're trying to get into other marketplaces. So they're now. like
1: the they're like the middleman. Uh, they're kind of marrying the two brands with other
2: marketplaces. Yep. Yep, yep. Cool. And then a cool. lot of the things we would it. do can't. Um, they have a couple of uh, different interfaces. Like they just build a customer service interface, so now you can do any any marketplace that um, is powered by Miracle that you're selling on. You can do all your customer service in in one spot there. Mm-hmm. So, pretty pretty good deal.
0: And most of these marketplaces are merchant fulfilled essentially, like you know, obviously Walmart. You can, you can use their fulfillment system, Amazon, mm-hmm. you can use it, but most of these are merchant fulfilled. So this is just a hub where all of your orders are coming in and you're able to f- fulfill them through there. Yeah, you got it. That's it's, interesting. Um, I'm going to check yeah. this out. That,
1: oh.
0: That's great. Tip of the day. Oh, that was
2: worth talking to you right there. Just learn about America. <laughs> <You
1: did.
2: laughs> That's That's interesting. You, okay. can I can I just say before I I don't want you guys to get off and be like, oh that guy, Eric, what a what a jerk. He didn't, you know, it didn't work out the way I thought it was. <laughs> I, I found I find with Miracle it's a volume game. So you we did not do well. When we first started, we we were like waiting. We were on their waiting list when they came to the US because they're out of France. And um we listed out we did a ton of work on think three marketplaces. We, I mean, we build, we build programs to, to do this. And I, you know, I invested a lot in it and did very little, almost nothing. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth marketplace just was great. Um, and then the fifth marketplace, nothing, sixth marketplace, mm-hmm. nothing, seventh marketplace, great. So it's, it's worth coming up with a system and just planning on multiple marketplaces.
0: Interesting. Seems, I mean, I'm going to explore this a little bit more because it seems interesting. It's, there's a lot of setup if you're going into all these different marketplaces yeah. and trying to get approved, if there's a way to have any sort of leg up or an advantage to be able to test these out, obviously some are not going to work, but interesting. Uh, that's, that's great. Anybody who's listening is looking to expand into marketplaces. Maybe you should go check all out right. Miracle and see what that looks like for you. Good, good place to start. Yep let's uh let's transition into the the future here i i i love talking about this um just just because i remember starting on amazon a long time ago like around you know when you when you were playing around with it getting started with it um don't think you could have perceived what it's like today then um you know it was certainly easier to launch products etc it was kind of a wild wild west uh now they're doing a lot of things that can be struggles and issues and hurdles for brands, but in the long run, they're going to be great because they protect the platform and <clears throat> protect the marketplace. Um, but looking now to the, the future, where where are you seeing e-commerce going from here?
2: Aside from the growth of enterprise marketplaces, which I you know I won't go back into that um, topic, but I, I think that's going to be a pretty I think they're going to be pretty prolific. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, I think you would, I would answer the question in terms of um, a, a, kind of the story of you mentioned the wild, wild West of 2012 and any of us that were around anywhere around there immediately, or we just have this feeling we're like, Oh yeah, I remember that. That was okay. amazing. You know, you, you could buy something off the store shelf and flip it for three times what you bought it for or whatever. and, you know that those times are gone, kind of. Um, but when you look at what happened right after that, we saw the explosion of independent brands. That's, I think, that's what's really significant here. And if you look at why, if you look at this as a story, and it's really the story of like, it's the story of you guys and your viewers. Um, I'm I'm not a millennial. I don't know which. I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer, but. Um, I missed a little bit personally because I didn't quite understand Instagram. I didn't buy into it. And I looked at that and I thought, and there's nobody on Instagram, but millennials, they don't have any money, you know, like 10 years ago. And now look, who's look, who's spending all the money. And, you know, that if people who are older, you know, the baby boomers, the the um, the ad execs with with the big brands. They said the same thing. I, you know, I I was a little slower, but you know, definitely got into Instagram and, you know, marketing and you know um, Amazon, of course. But you look at how slow some of these big brands were to really embrace Amazon and social media. They really missed the boat, and and it's good for us because it allowed those independent brands to latch onto that those things that they understood and get in front of millennials. And now 10 years later, millennials have tons of money and they're buying things and that's who you want to get in front of. And, and, and it worked. It was great for independent brands, but there is, I believe there's going to be another shift and that, that other shift is going to, it's going to be built around Gen Z and, we can complain all we want. Those of us that are not Gen Z, we can complain about the generation and we will, I will, I'll continue to, but the, the the truth of the matter is they're going to be spending money here in another five, 10 years. And we tend to look at things through the lens of just like the big brands did, you know, and I, I don't know, I don't know what Adidas did in 2012, but I don't think they blew up Instagram. I, it's just, that's my guess. I, I sincerely doubt it. And those guys who said, you know what, well, we don't need to get in front of millennials. We don't need to embrace Instagram or Amazon or whatever, or YouTube. If, if they could go back and do that again, I'm sure they would. So for us, we're, we're very likely to do the same thing unless we take a step back and think, you know what, Gen Z is not going to just come to us. They're not going to just shop on Amazon because Gen, uh, because millennials did. And I think that the game is going to be, whether you're a seller or you're a marketplace owner, the game is going to be won by whoever can get in front of Gen Z. So, so far, so good? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, this is where I think um, I don't know what I don't know exactly what Amazon is going to do to make that happen. Um, I don't. I think it's a huge mistake to, to think that Gen Z is just going to do what millennials did. But I can tell you one huge thing that Gen Z is doing right now that people are not paying atten- attention to, and I'm going to use that buzzword that, that um, Mark Zuckerberg made, made popular in November, I think it was, or maybe the end of October, the metaverse. And, you know, if, if we had a debate right now, we'd all have different opinions on what, um, you know, how, how great or how horrible the metaverse is. And I will be the first one to tell you, I don't love the idea of it. <laughs> However, there are something like, I don't I don't want to mess up the numbers now because I think my numbers now are like six six or eight months old but there are tens of millions of people spending hundreds of millions of dollars right now. And so it's not a matter of are is Gen Z going to spend money in the metaverse. We're missing it. They're doing it right now. With that said, when you talk about the wild, wild West, they're not buying, um, they're not buying their, their snacks there right now. They're buying, uh, an avatar skin, a digital skin, and then getting the associated hoodie sent in the mail. So there are there are physical. There was just uh, Bosun Protocol just did a, a fashion week in Decentraland, and they sold physical items. So they're all they're all built on NFTs, but there there's actual physical commerce happening on a on a pretty large scale right now. And I think if we look at that uh, and say, oh, that's not gonna it's not going to take off. I I think we've, I think we're wrong because it has. I mean, there's just, there's, there are Justin Bieber, Snoop Dogg. um, These guys have all done concerts fully in the metaverse um, where they've they've sold like $10 million worth of tickets and had, you know, um, this has been going on since the beginning of 2020. So and it's a different world. So if you're, if you're, maybe you're watching this and you're like, the metaverse, that doesn't sound right. Stuff is happening in there. Well, it's, it's a surprise because you're not hanging out in there. Um, but there's a lot of activity there right now, and I think that's going to be, uh, one of the next big shifts in e-commerce.
0: So, okay, you got my mind spinning a little bit because, I, this feels know, like
1: pre-internet. Like this feels yeah. like. Uh... Like it's, 1990 something, <laughs> the internet's coming out. Yeah. But I, I
0: can just so
1: I, I've never actually
0: been in the metaverse. Both we have an Oculus. I've got two. Sounds boys.
1: weird to say, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> but,
0: but my two boys play all the time on the Oculus, and there's and I, that's got me thinking because like, and it's also you know there's your your Gen Z. They're growing up. They're teenagers. Mm-hmm. They're coming up, and they're not. I've made the point. They're not going to buy five years from now. They're buying right now with my money.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, yeah. they're shopping, and they come to me all the time. Uh, like one of the things that m- my youngest son does all the time is uh, he's on his Oculus, and he's got this baseball training simulator that he's in, where he's downstairs playing like baseball games and training and these, you know, t- you know, learning how to hit, you know, really tough pitches and all this stuff. But he came up the other day, and it's like. I got to get this this product. It was something for his bat to help him with his grip. I'm like, okay, where would you find it? He's like, it was in the it was in my game. It was in the metaverse, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. Like mm-hmm. that just showed up, and and then I, so it's like the way that they're going to be uh, influenced. The products are going to be in front of them. You're right. It's going to be, you know, whether it's the metaverse or, you know, even taking that to like something that's super, you know relevant right now, but even like YouTube and all the people they follow. And we just talked the other day about Mr. Beast, uh, who's a big YouTuber and how he's just <laughs> creating all these amazing revenue streams just on the, on his name. <clears throat> you can just imagine what that's going to be like at scale inside the metaverse. And what, while you were talking, I was imagining walking through a store in the metaverse. I mean, because you could have unlimited products in there and it would be an interactive shopping experience i mean that would be quite unique and you're right i mean there's no way that that's not going to be here if it's it sounds like it's already here to some degree but yeah it's not going to be here like it at full scale but yeah i mean imagine if if like what amazon's got i mean you know they're already thinking about this kind of stuff how can they incorporate but like you're talking about the horrible shopping experience when you're looking for something like clothing Mm -hmm on amazon.com imagine how that could be completely changed yeah if you were yeah. in the metaverse i mean
1: yeah.
0: you'd have no you know, like sizing look all that stuff would be dead it'd be dead on
2: mm. <laughs> i mean that's well, and, that- and you can go in a store i mean if you're looking for that certain type of coat and you want to wade through the garbage you go into the store that has your your coat and that stuff that's real like that that what you just described is actually real. There are malls in the metaverse and there are uh, brand stores. Um, There are big brands that are pouring resources into this right now. Gucci, Prada, The Gap, uh, Taco Bell, Pepsi, uh, Procter and Gamble is another one. Those are specific, you know, brands that are, they're doing exactly what you said. They're buying a piece of digital real estate. They're building a store. They're hosting their products or, they're advertising on digital billboards or uh, or selling you know avatar skins. So it's,
0: it's almost hard to wrap your head around.
2: But wow. it's, it's yeah.
0: but it's almost as hard to wrap your head around that as it was to say 10 years ago you can buy whatever you want and it's gonna be at your doorstep tomorrow. Like that was hard yeah. to wrap your head around.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> like
0: yep. anything you want is gonna be there. That that's fascinating. So, are you guys uh, right now? Are you are you actively pursuing opportunities in those spaces right now for the brands you represent? And it you know are there? What does that look like? Are there challenges? Or I mean, I mean, it sounds like that's yeah may not be that easy to set up because you have to.
2: It's a whole different way of thinking. You have somebody who designs your store. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not easy by any stretch. Um, it's something that we're working on um we'll probably end up doing it in partnership and uh i'm i'm pro i brought these guys up this morning i'm pro uh bosun protocol i'm not saying that that that's something actionable there's nothing you're you're really going to be able to do with them with a brand right now but they have them all um, they so we're trying to figure out a way to sort of um work with them in a way that's you know beneficial for them um if if not And just to kind of back up to what makes it difficult is you, you literally own real estate in the metaverse or you don't. So you can't just walk in there and hang something on a wall. You have to either own the real estate or you have to pay to play. On top of that, there is transactions. The metaverse is largely built on the blockchain. And so you're, you're, you're talking about, um, Hosting or tying a physical good. If you want to sell a physical good, you have to tie it to an NFT. So then you have now you have the NFT problem. You have to create an NFT. You have to hang it somewhere, um, and and that stuff is. I mean, I'm not saying it's very hard, but it's a whole different uh, set of um, skills and knowledge. So it's not. We're not yet at the point where we're not in the wild wild west by any stretch. We're I feel like we're we're getting closer to the cliff. This stuff is going to start happening very quickly. And to answer your question, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get our brands that we represent um, to the front of the line. So what, the first opportunity to sell physical goods um, that are, you know, they're not either owned by a major brand or tied to, you know, like a gaming site or something like that. The first opportunity we're launching brands. That's what we're working on.
0: I mean that'll that'll get your head spinning just thinking about that. I mean it's it's crazy. It's fascinating. This is. I'll tell you what I'll be doing tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna go yeah. put that Oculus on. Oculus on. See, yeah. see what's going on. Because uh, like yeah. I said, I've, I've I've never been in there, but I know that. I mean, my my boys, they love it. They, there's like there's so many things for them to for them to do. Uh, do you do you spend time? doing are you do you go into the metaverse at all
2: not so uh not casually um i'm that guy do you guys play video games at all no, no i've I, never been one uh, Don't that. I, I haven't played a video game since like maybe super nintendo really yeah, that, I mean, that cool would be like me
1: yeah. yeah me too
2: <laughs> so i so i will enter as like um usually decentraland which is uh it's not, it's not really a gaming site. It's, um, it's a digital world, I, that's all I can explain. You, can, you literally go in with an avatar, you walk around, you, you can navigate to certain coordinates to find a store or an event. Uh, they host concerts and things like that. So I'm generally trying to make sure I stay up on what is happening. But I literally when I when I created my first account, I was like that guy that like just kept bumping into the wall because I, I I didn't play a <laughs> video game in so long. So I, I'm not I'm not that guy. I'm not the uh uh not like the skilled um call of duty player or anything. Um I'm I'm entering as a clumsy businessman so
0: <laughs> that's funny.
2: Yeah, I wonder what is
0: what is gonna happen. I mean, we're probably all gonna be in there at some point. There's just no, no doubt about it. I mean, that's the, the fact that you can go to a concert. I mean, for performers, what that mean, can you, can you imagine selling, uh, selling out a concert and it's uh 500,000 people are at your concert at a, as opposed to, you know, 10,000 people at a,
2: you know, yeah. an arena. I mean, it's amazing what they you can want do. You hear something crazy. You'll have to, you should all fact check me on this. Um, Travis Scott, are you familiar with Travis Scott? Yeah. He did a, um, I guess everybody is at this point, but he did a concert in 2020, and there was something like 20 million people that tuned in around the world. Um, and that was, I can't remember, it was one of those popular gaming um, uh, sites, uh, three three one of the popular 3D application um, games. But The potential there, I mean, imagine if you charge 50 cents and Travis Scott at the time is at home in his underwear, you know, he's not, he doesn't even have to go anywhere. Um, The potential there is incredible. I, and again, I don't necessarily like the idea, but you know, if you look at trying to convince somebody that it makes sense to go out and do a booty dance in the kitchen for likes on TikTok is not that much different than trying to convince them to do some kind of social media interaction in the metaverse. Um, I don't, I can't stand TikTok, but it, it works. I mean, people, uh, people are making a ton of money there. And so whether or not I like the metaverse doesn't matter It you, you kind of go where people are and you sell where people are. So, um, yeah, I, I think, I, I think, a, Stuff's gonna, I mean, I think it's gonna only, I think the pace at which people are getting uh, sort of um, socialized in the metaverse is gonna pick up.
0: You'll like the metaverse a lot if you double your uh, clients' revenue.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: man, this is fascinating. This, this I could talk about for a long time. We get, we need to uh, maybe schedule a time. You know, six months from now or something, and and retouch base yeah. and just see, you know, what's happening. We'll just be in the metaverse.
1: What we'll just do. Well, it we'll do yeah, yeah.
0: We'll, <laughs> our podcast will be in the metaverse. Uh, Me sure that would be amazing. I'm sure that'd be fascinating. But yeah, all of this NFTs, metaverse, all of it, how it's how it's growing. I mean, I think I think those are going to be terms that are not confusing for people. Uh, five years from now, they're going to understand it inherently. Yeah. I mean. You could talk to somebody about nft right now and their eyes will glaze over uh because you can't. it's it's kind of a little difficult to wrap your head around it like what exactly it is but it's real i mean owning about owning real estate in the metaverse i mean the people that are buying it up right now are going to probably be sitting on gold mines later on uh interesting well we'll definitely get you back on this has been fun I, i mean i know this is fascinating too. To people listening right now to our audience as it's fascinated to us so we really appreciate it I, for people that are listening right now if they're in that range if they if they've got a brand uh that's in that one to ten million dollar range um and everything that you're talking about is attractive they they want this forward thinking they want this expansion mindset of different marketplaces and then obviously what could come down the road of the metaverse how, how can they reach out to you start a conversation
2: uh, eric at EliteCommerceGroup.com or um, you can just you could message um, message and ask for me through the message box on uh, www.EliteCommerceGroup.com. But e- even if you're not in that range, I'm, I'm a nerd. So I- I'll I-, I mean, I'll relish a conversation um, regardless. So Eric at EliteCommerceGroup.com is probably the, the easiest way to get to meet
0: Perfect. Well, I encourage everyone to do that. Get the conversation started if if everything that you heard you like, which how could you not? That was a fascinating conversation. Uh, So we really appreciate it, Eric. Thank you so much for joining us. And thanks everyone for tuning in. If you like content like this, if you want to hear all of the the different experts in all the areas of e-commerce that we talk to (laughs) on a daily basis, make sure you subscribe to our podcast. We're on all the podcast platforms out there. Uh, we also live stream these all to Solozo's social channels. So you can see the live streams on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, everywhere. You can, see, you can follow there and get notifications turned on in those spots as well. Uh, additionally, if you're uh, currently selling on Amazon right now and advertising is uh, either a struggle or it takes a lot of your time or you're wanting to make sure you're setting up the right strategies to reach your goals, we'd love to talk to you at Solozo. Solozo can help uh, optimize and fully automate your advertising for you there. You can go to solozo.com. you can book a demo and you can talk to either Chris or myself. We'll talk about anything. Obviously we love talking about, we're we're nerds too, Eric. We love talking about Amazon in every which way possible. Uh, so we love to talk to you about your business and how we can help you uh, with your advertising. So solozo.com and book a demo. All right, that's it for today. Thanks everyone for tuning in.